0: City podcast. The first double over Cardiff since uh, 2003. Two goals from Chris Martin. Goal number 13 from uh, Andy Vyman, Two assists from Antoine Semenyo. Pack and Flint, who needs them? Certainly the latter was given uh, the runaround today. Joining me uh, uh, this evening, or whenever you're listening, well it is this evening when we're recording it, are Neil, Mark and uh, Ian. As we normally do, Um, let's start with Neil. A quick 30 seconds, your impression of the afternoon's uh, entertainment. Over to you.
1: Very tight first half. Not much between the teams, not much created by either team, but very fortunate that we actually, well, very happy that we actually went in at 1-1 and scored two minutes after them. Second half, much better on the front foot. Second goal, uh, well, the third goal for us was the clincher because it's the first time. We've uh, been two goals ahead in a league game at home this season.
0: Excellent. Uh, Ian, your thoughts. 30 seconds. I thought
2: it was a typical Bristol City home performance. So, some great attacking play, some dreadful defending play. And without wishing to outdo Mark with his puns, uh, we're getting a little bit like Dracula at the back, I'm afraid. We really do hate crosses. (laughs)
0: Nice one Mark, your 30 seconds and I'll let you use your little uh, one-liner Fire away Uh,
3: Despite slow start to both halves and conceding the goal losing two players after half an hour City were clinical at the other end of the pitch and Semenio and Chris Martin made the McGuinness-Flint centre-back partnership dead and gone with their finishing Andy Wyman Andy Wyman (laughs) weighed in too and it's it was Serendipity on Seven Side.
0: Oh, my word. Yeah, very eloquent with words there. That was one of the early singles I bought, actually, in about 1970, 71, When I'm Dead and Gone by McGuinness Flint, if anybody can correct me whether I've got the right uh, year for that. Um, my penny worth for what it's worth in 30 seconds or less. Uh, I thought it was a very quiet opening uh, half hour, and then we suffered the double whammy of... Uh, of um, king and atkinson uh going off and then going a goal behind i tweeted at half time showed a bit of character going in uh all square and then the second half uh you know it showed maybe uh green shoots as somebody said on twitter of uh, something to look forward to for the future um i'll come to you first ian on the lineup um a couple of changes uh, scott well i say it was um what, what did you think of that? It was a three-five-two, or was it a three-four-three? Three, according to the BBC website, but no, was any a, surprises it, there?
2: It was a, a three-four-one-two. Um, BBC website's got it wrong, and uh, Cardiff played a three-five-two, but really it was a three-one-four-two as well, because Pack played very deep as a holding player. So uh, as I, that was the side, of, virtually the side I think I predicted on Twitter. Um, I may have had Viner in from the start I have to say it was the right thing to do but it, I don't like Alex Scott at right back he had a much better game when he was shifted to central midfield because King disappeared down the tunnel pretty quickly with an injury again and that's never a good sign so um, I thought he did far better because he was far more involved but we had no alternative other than Jay who, who did well uh, coming on and playing as a as a right wing back so if Pearson's after a couple of players um, I, I would be looking at a centre half, and we've got winning on trial. And I'd be look, definitely looking at a right footed, strong, big right wing back.
0: Yeah, interesting. Neil, this thing with injuries um, Atkinson literally broke down on the pitch. King hit the ball into the Lansdowne stand, stand in disgust with his yeah. uh, fist, volleyball style. It is worrying, isn't it? But I guess for both of them, they're a little bit like uh, cut glass China. or Is that the right term? Yeah, those two.
1: Well, I, th- I think the shame with Atkinson is arguably, I thought, for the first 15 minutes, he was looking solid as our first, um, first ball winner. He was winning yeah. headers. Yeah. He was being physical um, in the way that he needed to be against a team like Cardiff. And arguably, he was looking back to his early season form. I don't know whether he fell awkwardly or whatever, whether it's a back or it's a slight niggle. The way he walked off, it didn't look like a hamstring or some sort of leg injury. So hopefully short term. But obviously he's looking at uh, your man that he's going to, the ex-Norwich geezer that you'll talk about Close. later on, Close. no doubt. Yeah. Um, but uh, King, again, when, when he punched the ball off, I thought, oh, okay, he's gone. But is that Williams coming on? And I thought, well, he's not going to want to bring Williams on because 65, 70 minutes with Williams against Cardiff. Hmm. So then he brought Jay on and we did the shift. And I agree with Ian, you know, um, Scott looks a lot better in the middle than over on the right.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Uh, that's the thing, Mark, isn't it? I mean, Alex Scott, he's one of the players that you know gets praise from uh, Nigel Pearson. And when he did move into the middle, he was great. Somebody said to me when I said, "You know, O'Dowd is in the starting lineup again." It's like starting with ten men. I'd say I thought he did okay today. Nothing uh, special. But if you don't include O'Dowder, somebody said, "Well, what? What do you change?" Well, you could put. Um, Scott in the middle, and then move uh, Vyman out to play the wide role, and play Viner at uh, right wing back. But well, I mean, the, the lineup was—it was pretty predictable, really. Mark, wasn't it? Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, we're so short of players. Um, small squad means that if you lose players to injury, that you know that you, 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 you you're struggling, and and we're re- and we're really struggling now. But I think the difference today is that. We were great in the second half. We were so quick to the second ball. I mean, Scott made so many blocks, and uh, you know his pass for the, the first goal, and you know the way that he—I think—the way that he brought the ball out of defence. He looks very assured on the ball. The, the, the lad shows no fear at all. He's only a gangly eighteen-year-old, and I think we got a real star on our star on our hands, which is which is great. But yeah. I just thought the side, where, you know, they showed so much bottle in the second half because I thought after we conceded the early goal, that could have easily yeah. passed us by. But I got a, a very nice surprise and we won the game more comfortably than the scoreline suggests, I'd say. I, I think you're right.
0: I think you're right there. Ian, let me come to you for the first goal. You know, Cardiff had hmm, they, they probably edged the opening half hour and then we'd suffered th- th- those two uh, losses of arguably better players, you know, players that do make a difference to us. But uh, Hanoa, he did a bit of a rick at the back, didn't he? Setting uh, setting, uh, the ball up for Doyle. Yeah, what did you think? Typical
2: Bristol City goal to concede. Uh, Hanoa makes a mistake, scuffs the ball out with his left foot directly to a Cardiff player. Uh, The Cardiff player was Doyle, who they've got loan from Man City, gets hold of the ball, sets up the cross, cross comes in, Attacker goes in front of Viner, gets in front of Viner and scores the goal with Viner screaming it. Um, mm-hmm. The player There's mm-hmm. two things wrong. One, we don't mark properly in the box. So I can do some more on that later on if you want. And the second thing is we don't close down crosses. So it's a typical Bristol City goal against. Um, and there's nothing fantastic about it. Just a mistake. A reasonable cross. And um, Collins, Collins gets in front of Viner by a long way, and, and 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 it's a simple header. Max O'Leary can't do much about that because it was a good it was a good cross. But we don't this standing two meters away from somebody with your hands behind your back, go and smash him, stop him from crossing the ball. For God's sake.
0: Yeah, yeah. So one nil, and you're thinking two players down. Um, two good players down. You're thinking, "Uh oh, it's going the wrong way." But uh, Neil, the equalising oh, yeah. goal, it had uh, a, a, well a bit of bit of fortune with a deflection. But uh, was it a foul by uh, Flint on Viman before the ball broke for uh, Chris to score? Mm-hmm. Take us through that second goal.
1: Well, I, our first goal,
0: our first goal, sorry, the second our goal
1: first of the game. Goal, yeah. yeah, yeah, the um, arguably it was, but he stayed on his feet. I think the ref played the advantage from my viewpoint in the Dolman with it. I mean, the finish, fantastic from Pearson. Uh, Not Pearson, uh, Martin, sorry. Fantastic finish because arguably that was akin to the miss that he had against Derby. Uh, Similar position, similar thing. Um, He picked his spot right in the corner, but uh, I think it was persistence from Vyman and making himself a nuisance there, but... The boy Flynn, blimey, today yeah. he didn't—he didn't enjoy that game, did he? Well,
0: he didn't enjoy it against Wyman uh, over at uh, the Cardiff City Stadium either, did he? But uh, but there we go. No, it was a cracking finish by uh, Chris Martin, and you know he's had his uh, detractors. You know, I'd be lying if I said. I haven't said he's a bit slow and you know that's probably the common view but uh, he did okay today in fact they all did up front Mark in we went in it we went in square and then a sort of a, a cagey start to the uh, second half but then uh, we got the goal that uh, put us uh, in uh, front for the first time in the game Jada Silva to <clears throat> Semenyo to Martin nicely worked goal I thought that was
3: yeah, and it's funny enough, I mean both both the centre backs they just so slow in turning. And what I loved today was that both Semenyo and Martin really, you know, they played up against them and made them know they were there. You know, gave them a good, got on a few scrapes. I think mean, a lot of the players did that today. Tackled full bloodedly. It was great to see. You know, Cardiff players moaning about uh, rough treatment. Uh, you know, that was uh, it's nice to see it the other way round for a change, but. Yeah, it was uh, Semenyo just freed Martin in the centre, and he picked his spot while the keeper. It was a fantastic finish, yeah, well, right, it was. right in the corner. And it's great for Chris Martin because I think he's he's much maligned, but that's seven goals he's got this season. He added physicality up front, and you know he's good at it, good at corners. I mean, some I think it, it, we he might have wished he was there, you know, perhaps in the last minute against Kupiardo the other week. But he really he he was my man of the match today. Uh, oh, right. you know I was I was joking that we had Martinovich you know rather than uh, 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 Mitrovich, Mitrovich. You know, because yeah. he, he was that much of a handful and they, they they were moaning they were moaning away those Cardiff defenders and I was I was loving it it was, it was great yeah Fantastic. I mean
0: it did look it did look good uh, you know with power because Semenyo's game has gone up a notch or two I think over uh, well since he's come back from uh, that injury and Andy Vyman, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll get Ian, talk about the, the third goal. I mean, Hanoa Masengo slipped the ball through to uh, Semenyo, uh, who again wrestled his way past uh, Flint. And, uh, you know, it, goal number 13, i got a feeling that's uh, um, Andy Vyman's best ever return in his whole playing career, I think.
2: It was, it was a good goal, well-created goal Rain Masengo gets the ball into Semenyo's feet, Glad you're listening to that, lads, if you're listening to this. Feet. And Semenya, on the turn, on the edge of the box, is a bit unstoppable. But a lovely soft touch into the path of Chris Martin. And I forgot he could do that with his left foot. And Chris Martin has always been a 1-3 goal scorer in his career. And I think the reason he was better today is because he's had a rest, and which is one reason why we need to find somebody who can play that role to give him that rest, even if it's for twenty minutes at the end of every game, because we need a tall player in both penalty areas. Because if you looked at the sides lining up today, it was like land of the Giants. You know, and then and then when when uh, Atkinson goes off, who's six foot two three, off goes Andy King who's five eleven, I think. And you in the middle of midfield we got two guys who are about I don't know, 5'8", 5'9". And I'm thinking, me, they're going to get knocked about here. Now, as it happened, they didn't because Cardiff kept going long I and mean, they're used to playing with Kiefer Moore. And I was so glad he wasn't playing today. I could have kissed him. So I think it's really, um, it, it's really important. If you've got a player who is playing as a target man, first of all, we need to get the ball into Martin's chest in feet, not three feet over his head. And the second thing is we need to be able to rest him on occasions, even if it means bringing somebody like uh, Tommy Conway or Lewis Britton on for 15, 20 minutes at the end of the game, because he definitely looked fitter and sharper today than when he, he played all those no. games on the spin. And it's just, he's 32, so it's just pure common sense.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're I think 100% right. Neil, um, we were coasting, we had chances to make it. Uh... To make it 4-1, I think uh, Semenyo was well set up and could have passed across, um, uh, might, might have given Martin his hat-trick. But uh, the goal that gave us a few nervous uh, moments, another sloppy one, wasn't it? Cross in from uh, the left, well, the right-hand side, our left uh, our left flank, and uh, Watters just got away from three of our defenders. It was a simple one. There was a lot of finger-pointing going on at the back, wasn't there?
1: It was awful, wasn't it? It was awful to watch. <laughs> I, yeah. I reckon t- there was there was eighteen thousand or so City fans there that just went, oh. but they weren't surprised. Ninetieth minute, the difference today was that we had that third goal. Yeah. Once we had that two goal breathing space, I, th- I was watching the clock from the dolman, willing down the minutes, and I thought that third goal. Whatever happens, we're not going to do a forest here. We're not going to concede. Twice in, well, I didn't feel like we were going to different teams, but it was so sloppy, wasn't it? I mean, as Ian makes the point about closing him down and not allowing him to get the cross in, he had about two or three chances, first of all, yeah. to get the cross in. But then it was three of yeah. our players yeah. going for it. But then one of those players, of course, is what is he, five foot five, five foot six, Mr. De Silva? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's yeah. v- Vimer, Viner as well, which catastrophically bad on crosses into the box. Unfortunately, so you've got three players there. If Atkinson was still on the field, maybe he would have come flying through, or maybe Callas playing on the right. of Atkinson would have come flying through and not allowed Waters to um, to get the goal, but it was it was sloppy. Yeah,
0: no. It and, was, and the uh,
2: defenders uh, from 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 the cross, the defenders. That we had enough defenders in there, but they all got caught under the ball, all going for the yeah. same ball, and that's because. A lot of the players in there aren't natural defenders. And I feared the worst today when, at the first corner, Masengo was marking Flynn. And that's not the first time that's happened. So, he needs to get that sorted. Because when you've got Calas and um, Atkinson on the field, even Cam Pring, for God's sake, Masengo on Flynn. Are you having a laugh?
0: Yeah. No, not good. Well, not good. Yeah. Mark, um <sighs> the gate the final whistle uh, went. i got berated by somebody uh I, I always like to skip away just before the end and we had that little incident it was after the uh goal and it was sit down stay until the end but you know i just wanted to just wanted to get out so i apologize for those people in uh, block 13 but uh, god help them if they get up before the end of the game going forward anyway we digress uh mark i said to uh, everybody let's pick a couple of players to Talk about. Uh, you picked uh, individual performances today. You picked uh, hannah Masengo, and Scott. And I will say my little song to the tune of Wham, Wake Me Up Before You Go, Go, Wake Me Up Before You Go, Go. No, we've yeah. got Scott and we've got Masengo. There we go. Section 82. Instead of throwing bottles, try singing that one uh, next week. But um, Mark, Hanoa and Scott, their performances today for you.
3: Well, I mean, and and no, I mean he's he's given a goal away, but um, you know he's he's good at turning the ball over in, mid, in midfield and making those those electric bursts. And I think the second half, particularly because the first half was probably one of the worst halves of football I've seen at Ashton Gate. Nothing was happening really apart from the goals. He really made a difference, and I think we had to defend a lot on the edge of our area, which is why well I'm disappointed that we, you know we conceded that late goal. But you think that we were we, it would be. It was paper light, you know, with those two in, in central midfield, but they did well enough to, to you know, to get, get us breaking out of defence and, and creating chances, which we finished clinically. That was a difference today. We, we weathered a storm at the start of the of both halves, and those two players did make a difference in the centre. I certainly wouldn't play them there there every week, but we got Alex Scott as assured, who can pass a ball, he can certainly win so so many fouls because he gets, you has got a low centre of gravity, mm. puts himself between man and ball. So, you know, if you want somebody to run the clock down, you know, get you into a good position, he'll bring you lots of free kicks. Yeah. He can pass the ball and we know he can finish. Masengo, I think he's becoming a better player. In he, uh, he can pass the, pass the ball as well. He's not a bad bad creator. Sometimes gets caught in possession, but he never lets his head drop. I think that's a thing with him, you know, where somebody like Viner completely drifted out of the game last week against Fulham. He doesn't. He keeps his head up and he keeps, keeps battling. Uh, and that's what I loved about him today. And I think that's uh, why why we, we won the game, because, you know, we've got players like that who are prepared to battle, even when we are behind, and uh, get three very valuable points that puts a lot of breathing space between yeah. us and the, the relegation zone.
0: I'm just saying about the midfield there, uh, Mark, and I say Ian and Neil are going to talk about other individual players, but Hanoa and Scott, and then either side of them, you had De Silva and O'Dowder. Um At the start of the season, we were saying the ideal midfield was Hanoa, Matty James and Andy King, yeah? And both James and King um, have been... Uh, yeah their injury records a uh, bit iffy, king more so what about a midfield? if you're going to have a three man midfield what about hanoa scott and williams when he comes back yeah because that's we'll be got in. a bit of everything in there hasn't it yeah
3: it well, and- has got somebody who can tackle you know all the heavy work with lifting and then would be done by by williams but i think yeah. you know we we it, cardiff for a bit lacklustre today um I think you know you'll play sides who are a lot more capable when uh, when they when they win the ball they'll 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 hurt you mm. um, so I think I don't think we'll get away with it against many sides we did today but we need to be more combative in the center in the center yeah. of midfield yeah uh, not, not taking any anything away from them um but you need you need a Joe Williams or a player like that who can tackle and we haven't got anybody at the moment because uh you know we you know, they're injured. Uh, James is injured. Don't know if he'll be ready for Tuesday. Uh, King doesn't look, obviously he looked like he aggravated something. I think he went off against Fulham. Somebody told me he looks like he's he aggravated. aggravated an he aggravated me.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, Mark. Let's. Uh, that's your, done your two. Ian, you've, you you had first dibs on this, and you took uh, mm-hmm. arguably man of the match and the most improved player, Martin and Semenyo. I mean, they did look a handful, but. As I say, Aidan and his uh, cohort at the centre of defence, they looked like they had lead in their boots, didn't they? But Martin and Semenyo, your thoughts on them today?
2: What I like about semenyo and he will improve, He he still needs to improve his finishing. He's calm. He doesn't react when he gets kicked. He doesn't lash out. And he's a young man. So he's calm, strong, fast, powerful. And he hits the ball harder with both feet than any other City player I've ever seen. Yep. Now we've had blokes down here who can really give it a dig. Jimmy Man, Alan Walsh, to name but two. I think he's probably it's as hard as Walshy with his left foot, <laughs> and his hard as Jimmy Man with his right. And if you, if you see the kid, he's a unit. I mean, his thighs are the size of my waist. Both of <laughs> them. I mean, he is a big, big old unit, and he's he's quick as well, and he, he's he's Reasonably nimble, he can sort his feet out quite quickly, like for the first goal up at Fulham, where he, he jinxed one way, then the other. He did it again today, but he didn't get the ball away quick enough and somebody blocked it. But, no, I, I'd, I'd agree on... Uh, and Chris Martin, um, two great finishes, right foot, left foot. I was praying for him to get the header for the...
0: Push yeah, it would, have been good. it would have been good. But good it did, would have been good. But good that he's had a rest,
2: and he's a better player for it. So I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm saying keep have him and someone similar who can play up front if he's out. Now a, another quick one. Uh, I've looked at uh, Tim with two M's closer. He's not kicked a ball since July 21.
0: Yeah. Let's come on to so, that in a minute. Ian, talking about he, the transfer. Is he, he going to get? Know, right? Yeah.
2: Is he going to get? Is he going to be fit enough? No, but he might be able to say see out the last 20, 20 minutes, minutes of, of a game. Yeah,
0: struggling. that's true. Yeah, that's true. All right, Neil, you picked uh, to to, to analyse uh, Jay DeSilva and Zach. As I say, I, I was advocating Jay in that right wing back that he did so effectively in the cup game, but then perhaps less so in the league game up at uh, Craven Cottage. But your comments on those uh, two guys who were on the right side of the City uh, defence today?
1: Well, if I deal with uh, Jay, first of all, there is a man who is not comfortable on the right, isn't there? His body language, the way he, he's playing, he's he's used his whole career to looking over his left shoulder, I would imagine. And now he's having to look over his right shoulder. He doesn't like using his right foot. He will try, you know, he's not quite as bad as Brian Tinian with the Tinian turn that would go to the full 360 to get it on his left foot. But he's somewhat akin to it. Um, If a guy's running down, he doesn't like putting a tackle in on the right-hand side. He would rather go across with his left foot. He gave the ball away um, badly with a a kick out with his right foot that we conceded a free kick with about 20 minutes to go. Um, Yeah, he doesn't look comfortable there. Doesn't look comfortable there. And he's obviously been shoehorned in there on the basis of the fact that we haven't got anyone else. Um, okay. Just and, to pick and you up on that, there, that's that a real, uh, yeah, and that's a real. Sorry, that's a real, real kicking a teeth for Simpson, isn't it? Really, that you would, you, you would put somebody who is well, we left back know or if left Simpson's midfield, and Simpson.
0: Simpson's fit, do we? You know, because he's know.
1: been on the bench repeatedly, and he's chosen to put Jada Silver over there.
0: Yeah, but is 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 Simpson fit, or you know, you might be fit, but you know. His legs have gone, maybe. Well,
2: he's not going he's, he's to be match fit because he hasn't played a match for God knows how long.
0: No, that's very yeah. true. And then, uh, Neil, your comments on uh, Zach, because he did some good stuff today, but he did some bad stuff. I'm trying to think who conceded that free kick in extra time after their second goal. I think it may well have been that, Zach. That was and, Zach. That was yeah. Zach. Yeah. Was, so what were your thoughts a- on him? A game of extremes. Yeah, some really good stuff or basically not good at all.
1: And, uh, you know, well, one. When Atkinson went off, I thought, oh, what are we going to... Who's going to be the first ball winner here? Who's going to step up? Because I knew it wasn't going to be Zach in the nicest possible way. And the first, and from the throw-in, straight away, they hit the post, didn't they? Yeah. From that throw-in, and I thought, here we go. Thereafter, Callas, immense. Callas, yeah. first ball winner today, immense. He showed great leadership on there. Fantastic to watch him when he's playing like that. Zach... Beaten on that first goal again. Fall at, whether he goes to sleep or whether he just doesn't read it or whether he's slow to react, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to go back and watch it. But it was, it was symptomatic of how many times we've seen him, the, the forward get in front of Zach, unfortunately, on crosses. And, you know, ultimately, the second goal as well, he's there. I'd have to look at the goals. I haven't seen the goals yet. But he's there or he's thereabouts, not taking charge of it. He's passing from the back. I thought was all right today. He got his head up. He yeah. looked to be positive on the front foot. Obviously, that's what we're trying to do with O'Leary at the moment. That's why O'Leary's there rather than Bentley, because we've looked at our possession. We're giving the ball away far too cheaply under Bentley. And with Zach, we're looking to actually keep possession more, so not bring so much pressure on ourselves, not be absolutely knackered in the last 15 minutes of the game, because we've mm. given away 60 70% of the possession. So I understand that. He's not a defend. He's not a championship defender, unfortunately. No. But I, I can see that he is trying. He is trying. Yeah, and I mean, he's um... a player
0: that he can play in three positions, and he'd be a good league one player. And you could say he's an adequate player to have because if he's on the bench, you know, at a push he can slot into to three uh, different positions there. But uh, um, my view on some of the other players in the team, I think um, Max has established himself. As a number one, he didn't have a great deal to do today, but everything he did do, he did competently. Uh, I used to say about uh, Cameron Pring... Or uh, we used to say on here about Cameron Pring, he looked to be puffing after about seventy minutes, but he had got in a good ninety uh, today. And Andy Vyman in what is the probably the twilight years of his career, he is on fire at the moment. You know, I hold my hands up, and I've, so I've been a, a critic of his, uh, and I am a staunch critic of Callum Dowder, who did some good stuff. But if you were looking to cha- make one change when everybody's fit. I don't see him in the starting lineup. Okay. Um who's next? I think it's you uh, uh Mark um we we what what uh, will ask everybody what what do you think of the ref today Mark Gavin Gavin Ward what do you think of him?
3: Um didn't really notice him which meant he must have he must have had a good game. Uh I think he booked a couple of Cardiff players from some cynical challenges uh in the first half didn't didn't really notice him today, you know, so if that you know I think that's that's a sign of a good referee that lets lets if the game flow. Notice. I don't yeah. think there was there was no penalty. Um I've looked at the, 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 the uh the replay and I think Feynman just goes down under his own um, steam really. Yeah. The, I don't think he's touched at all. So yeah, good good referee in display, didn't notice him, kept the game flowing. Yeah, yeah. fair.
0: Ian, your thoughts on the ref, and in, in, in addition to that, I notice whoever sorts out referees' fixtures that Andy Davis is now not refereeing us on Tuesday night at uh, at um, Kenilworth <laughs> Road. But uh, yeah, as Mark said, the referee—if you don't notice him—they've had a good game. Would you agree with that?
2: Yes, I would. I don't. I always look at the fact: has he made a, a major mistake? And he hasn't. So that'll do for me. I mean, getting the odd throw-in-wrong or the odd free-kick unless it's in a really key area. But no, I don't think he made a rip today. I'd I'd give him
1: uh, eight, nine out of ten.
0: Yeah, and something you concur with as well, Neil? Uh,
1: Two things about the ref today. First one being kind. It was interesting on the Collins Challenge on... On Callas, where he gave him a yellow, that could easily have been a red, but I could see why he didn't do it, mm. why he gave me yellow. For me, I completely concur. If you're don't, if you not talking about him, then he's done a reasonably good job. But what I would say is, from my position in the Dolman, with uh, Mr Graham Clapp behind me, anybody that knows Graham, if he's not <laughs> shouting and screaming about the ref, and how rubbish he is, you know that the refs, pretty much had a decent game and he wasn't it's, doing it's that like today. Clap, So there we go. <laughs> and I know Graham, if he ever listens, will have a laugh about that, but it's true.
3: I think he does. Well, how how, he how does. long has Graham been a referee's assessor now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, uh, yeah, he has some choice language with my two sons there that just crease and start laughing. He harangues the linesman and harangues the, the refs and all the rest of it anyway, but he'll, he'll be chuckling on this. Oh, but um, I don't think actually did did they have an offside today? Just thinking about the linesman, I don't remember Cardiff having one offside today. I can't remember the linesman remember actually really. making a decision.
0: No. No. no, no, strange one. No, it was a, and 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 you know talking statistics. Or have you, we had forty eight percent? They had, obviously, 52. 12 shots, six on target. 16, five for them. Three corners for us. Six for them. Most of their six, or certainly three of them, came in the first five minutes. Okay, Mark, um, here we are then. 19 games left. We're sat in 16th. If we look down, we are 14 points clear of um, Peterborough. They do have two games in hand. If we look up, we're five points behind ninth. Now, I know some teams have played less than us in the main teams have played less but um, should we be looking up or still looking over our shoulders mark you first
3: we should still be looking over our shoulders the uh, it's get to 50 points it's get get the safety we should need to win five five more games out of the uh, last 19 and um, you know one draw 50 should keep you up this season and mm. um, and we've got to rebuild over the summer get the big wage earners off the bill off the uh off uh off the uh, payroll and look to wheel wheel and deal because everybody's brassic at the moment apart from the uh, teams with parachute payments parachute so we're team. all we're all fishing in we'll be fishing in the same pond unless you want to end up like Derby county who. You know, could be a week away from going into liquidation. That's what you get if you keep uh, spending money you haven't got. Yeah. So, yeah, safety this season for me. Like to finish halfway, but let's get get safe. And yes, that means so. you've got to, just got to keep keep playing. You know, grinding out results, even if they're not the 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 the, uh, the, the football always going to be great. It's all about yeah, grinding no. out results.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Ian. Um, on the same theme, but if you look, it's not. It doesn't get easy for City because four out of the next five are away. And we begin with a trio of away games at Luton, Preston and Blackpool. We've had some pretty shitty performances at all of those grounds over the years. I can think of five at Luton, five at Preston and five at Blackpool at various uh, at various stages. Are you sort of looking up? And I'm just talking about aiming for a top half finish, which would be amazing. Yeah, I to say we're five points off ninth, or... Should we be looking um should should we still be looking over our shoulders even though we're fourteen points? I think Derby are done today now, having lost to, to Forrest and probably gonna lose some players in the in the what's left of the window. But um, what are your thoughts? Up looking up or still looking over our shoulder?
3: Yeah, I think I
2: got it. Um look, <laughs> looking look looking over our shoulder. There's no way that we lost most significant a ninth. How about looking at six? Well, no, because there's a, there's us. a
0: gap. There's a gap. there. Yeah, I'm I'm just look. I I just looked at the league table and I thought that's an achievable number and an achievable number of points. You know, it's five points. It's not if you what, look up six.
2: What to we say- need to do. Oh, by the way, Andy King's got a hamstring injury
3: again. Oh. Um, Hang on, the hamstring injury. We never get any of those. That's quite rare, isn't it?
2: <laughs> no, it's really unusual, isn't it?
3: Um, it's very unusual.
2: No, certainly we need to look over our shoulder. Um, I did some analysis on the teams down at the bottom, and the only one that's got a chance of of pulling of, of getting anywhere near us is Derby, and they they would now have to play twice pick up twice as many points as us um, to get to fifty points. Yeah. So uh, the one that could it'd be interesting that. Cardiff and Reading could easily get dragged in. Reading, because of their points deduction, is hovering over them. And if they don't hit the right financial numbers, and they ain't going to, um, they could get another six points knocked off them. Now, if they got six points knocked off them, they swap places with Peterborough. So, I I think, do we, and I'll I'll find the analysis while you guys are are talking, that I did, is how well teams would have to do before today and they would, I mean, I think one team, it was either Barnsley or Peterborough, so far this season, they've picked up 19, one nine percent of the points they played for. They'd have to pick up 55% to get to 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 get to 50 points ahead of us. Not, I don't mean 50 points ahead of us, I mean 50 points at all. So that is incredibly unlikely. Yeah. Um, so I... Am I worried about relegation so I can't sleep at night? No. Is it still mathematically possible? Yes. Um, and I think what what we should do, we don't need to complicate anything. What we need to do is look at the next game, win it. That's it. I don't worry about who we got next week and the week after that, because you might get to the next game after Luton and not have half your players available. So it's it's pointless looking at it until you know um, who's going to play. Because if you look at the Luton game, uh, I can't see Atkinson and King being available.
3: No. Yeah, I think you're right. So
2: you've got to leave leave out, is Matty James going to play? Uh, Pearson was talking about, oh, he might be available next week. We heard that before when he did the same injury. He's got an injury to the bottom of his foot. And we heard all that before. Now, what you might be able to do is get to a point where... James plays 45 minutes, and um, Williams. Joe Williams yeah. plays 45 minutes. You might. Um, Williams was on the bench today, and he was singing Cardiff got battered going down the uh, the changing room tunnel. He looks quite chipper. So I would think he's thinking, and Nigel Pearson probably thought, well, if I give Joe another, another game off, then I might be able to unleash him uh, when we're at... Uh, uh, when we're at Luton or the following Saturday you know if, if they were in the squad it'd be a big yeah. big bonus okay. but okay. you know we've got a, we've got a, a just play the next game don't worry about the league mm-hmm. table league table has sort itself out but looking at the table I think it's a bit of a waste of time until we've won another say, say we won the next three on the trot yeah I'll have a look at the table then yeah yeah
0: OK. Neil, same question to you. I mean, today, Derby, Barnsley, Reading, Peter were all lost, so did Cardiff. Hull got a surprise 1-0 win at Bournemouth. That's two on the spin for them under new ownership. So that's the, uh, that's the um, uh, what do you call it, optimistic bounce that they're suffering from. But uh, are you looking and sort of saying, well, you know, let's just try and finish, let's try and aim for something in the top half, or should we maybe take that view after we've completed the next... Uh, trio of games which are all away from home
1: start of the season i thought 15th that would be a good place for us to be Mm -hmm. and we started off playing quite well didn't we and we even got to the rarefied heights of about ninth at one stage i think eighth or ninth and then i was thinking oh okay are we going to be top half and then we we obviously dropped off i'd say for the last two or three months david i've been thinking three worst teams three worst teams There just needs to be three worse teams than us. Yeah. Ultimately, one thing that we've done well this year, compared to last year's absolute nightmare of a season that was, second Mm -hmm. half of the season, is we've beaten the teams down the bottom, haven't we? We've beaten Barnsley at home. We've beaten Derby at home. We've beaten Peterborough away. We've now beaten Cardiff. We've beaten Cardiff at home and away. And away. We've beaten... uh, Oh, well, we drew with Hull. Very fortunate. Nice little Matty James equaliser there. Yeah. Um, You know, we've made sure that we are in the position that we are by beating those teams below and pushing them down. Because it's kind of three from five, isn't it? Yes. Looking at that, it's it's three from five down there. And I don't think we're in that five. No. I think there's there's too many... We have got a gap. I still look over it. It's the first... First thing I do at the end of final whistle, whenever it is, how, how, have, how have Peterborough done? How have Barnsley done? How have Derby done? I can't yeah. help it. Well, it was was so good day So obviously, my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I'm still looking over my shoulder. And yeah. I, think that's a de- I think that's a default position. There's so many things going on with the club and the evolution of it at the moment. It's all about survival, isn't it?
0: Yeah, no, I think most people right. with the
1: club at the moment just saying, we, would we be need very to stay happy in this division that. and build and build in this division.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, there's, an interesting, there's an interesting point that I'll bring on about this season because if we keep motoring towards that 50, but I'll come on to that. Let's uh, let's talk about the window. Start with you first, Mark. I mean, this week we saw uh, uh, a departure of um, on loan of Tyreek Backinson to uh, Ipswich Town, uh, no less. Um, he almost went... With a bit of a flea in his ear from uh, Nigel Pearson, very scathing comments. Uh, I don't think we'll see Backinson uh, wear a Bristol City shirt again. Do you?
3: No, I think it's it's a real shame um, because he can shoot, got you know, he can he can thread a pass, but the trouble is, you look at him in games, and you know, track him back sometimes losing the ball work rate not fantastic. Um, obviously, you know. I think Pearson said he wants to play on his own terms, which is basically he wants to do what he wants. To, you know, best. You know, good, good riddance, really. And if you well, talk about
0: him dragging, you know, wearing words the effect of wearing people out with his negative attitude, sort of thing. Yeah,
3: well, that's no good. That's no good for a terms. club when you're in a, when you're in a relegation fight that City have been. You know, because you know because we've been we've been so poor, especially at home. You, you need everybody on board, and if the players aren't, you know, putting putting uh, uh, a shift in, and he's a talented player. He's got talent, and this is a this is this is a problem with a lot of players. You know, they've they've got the talent, but they don't. They, they're not prepared. To, you know, they haven't got the right mentality. To yeah. complement that side side of the game, well,
2: the and you know, I, I
3: think he's gone now. That's it. I don't think there's any way back for him in Bristol City. Goodbye. But I think we've got to bring. You know, it'd be nice if we could bring in a, re- a replacement.
0: I don't think we're going to bring anybody in. In uh, well, Ian's going to have his say uh, next. But uh, I, I see. I, I, I hope there's not a cheeky bid for one of our up-and-coming stars, and time is running out for uh, that. I think if Antoine had scored a couple today rather than made them, he's going to be on the radar if he isn't already of some of the big clubs. Um, Ian, um, your thoughts on Backinson, but also uh, this uh, guy, Kloss, who uh, was a star for Norwich about four years ago and played quite a few games for Basel, but not recently. But your thoughts on Backinson and the rumours about Kloss, if that's the right pronunciation.
2: Yeah. Um, well, Klos hasn't played a lot of games in his career. For a man of 33, um, he's made 203 appearances. That's in his career. Mm. And in that time, he scored 16 goals. So he's obviously a little bit use- useful at set Um What Norwich fans say is he got a really serious injury while he was there. And he was never the quickest, but he lost pace. Um, that may not be an issue for us because we have got some defenders that are quite... That are reasonably quick for defenders. Um, yep. So you've got Kalas is reasonably quick for a defender. Zach Viner is, Campring's quick. So you've got O'Dowd who can fill in. So you know he's reason. He's <laughs> we've got reasonable pace. If we just had uh, a bit of a I don't, know, I don't know. He's a much better player than a head on a stick. I mean he's a Swiss international. So. But they'll have to have a good look at him and think, right, what what can this guy offer us? But we've our centre backs are once again dropping like flies. You know we've yeah. lost Baker. We think for the season, um, if you go by rumours, possibly forever. Um, and uh, Pearson is very dismissive about Robbie Cundey. Um So that's two. You've lost Atkinson today. That's three. Taylor Moore is out on loan. And Pearson do not want him back. No. So that's four. So we need to do something. Uh, and like I said, I think the two, two positions we need the most, that's assuming, and this is a massive assumption, that Joe Williams and Matty James can get fit and stay fit for at least another I don't know 10 games between now and the end of the season. Um, so, you know, I mean, Tim Closer was, maybe still is, a, a class player. Now, on Tyreek, I thought what Nigel Pearson said was unnecessary and unfortunate Um, because I've got some Ipswich people that I have some banter with um, on Twitter and they're all saying, well, what's the matter with this kid then? And I said, well, he goes from being one minute, you see him score a goal like the one he got at Wickham last season and you think, wow, (laughs) this kid can play. And he got a really important... He's got the the
0: physique of uh, Patrick Vieira, hasn't he? You know, he's got that... Gate yeah, about it. One minute he's like not, Patrick Vieira not, and another week he's like I don't know.
2: <laughs> Ford Sierra. Um Yeah, no, Ford he, Sierra. I, th- I think Tyreek is one of the one of those players that needs a cuddle and uh possibly but he'll go from looking really good to really poor in the space of minutes. And uh he's not great in the air for a kid of his height. No. Yeah. So he may need to grow up a bit now. If you look at the Plymouth fans, where he was on loan in League One, they think they were all of it. Yeah. So is it is it management? I don't know. But he was daft saying that because Ipswich have only got an option to buy him. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a done deal. So that kid may finish up back. Now Pearson's only going to have to put him in the land of the banished with with the other people, and you need to be very careful because Mark talked about. Well, you know, if we can shift some players out in the summer we're not going to unless we pay off their contracts and that's a no. bit pointless in, in cash terms so you know we we've seen this window unless something happens in the last week and it's a little bit air and scare em, you're not going to move on players that aren't playing regularly you're not going to move on Naki Wells you're not going to move on Casey Palmer no. um, so it, it's, it's all very well us saying well yeah if, if we need to move players on they ain't going anywhere they're on contracts so, no, unless,
0: you, really... unless you buy them out. Yeah. Unless you well, buy them out. Well, why would you do that?
2: Because all you're doing is spending the money quick
0: rather than slow. Well, unless but you buy them out. Like out and you cars... take a big loss. You take, you take, you take a. You Dave, we can't afford
2: to, to take a big loss, mate. Look at the accounts. We, we we can about as much afford to take a big loss as Derby County. Yeah. In fact, they could probably take it more than us because, well, I mean, I'd once you're come up on to your to neck something. in it, you might as well go up to your I'll come you might on to well something in a minute, minute homes, about, about,
0: about losses and points and, and, and what have you. I mean, well, Neil, you- let me just, just finish with Neil on the on transfers and there's a couple of other topics and I'll come back to FFP and stuff like that. Uh, Neil, Klaus, uh, uh, Ian's talked about, Backinson's gone. Uh, I don't see anybody coming in for Palmer... Or Wells. I mean, Wells wasn't in... Uh, sorry, Palmer wasn't even in the uh, 18 today and he looked like he'd been uh, brought back into the fold. Um, do you think any further outcomings, outgoings or incomings? And would Kloss be credible, even if you only get part of games out of him? I mean, we're buggered if uh, Kalas were to get uh, a serious injury. But um, and, and as Ian said, Cundy doesn't... Uh, Cundy seems to be in the same... Uh, Category in Pearson's mind as, um, as as Louis Britton, but ins and outs, and your thoughts on uh, the 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 Kloss.
1: Well, before I come to that, I'll try and be as quick as possible because I I can see the time, and I know we still got a load to go through. Right, back Backinson, check out the comments from Luton when he moved to us. Exactly the same, about questioned his attitude, questioned that he wanted to go, that he basically sort of down tools. From my position, watching turn up on the dolman, he was a player. He wanted to play ex- exactly what Pearson said. He wanted to play on his own terms. The amount of times he, the throw into him where he's played it straight out or he's under-hit passes or he hasn't physically got involved or he hasn't picked up his man at corners or free kicks or whatever or he's dozed off and raced around. He doesn't want to do the things that he doesn't want to do. So... I heartily agree with what Pearson said about him. So, moving on from... Yeah, great. Moving on from Backinson. Moving on from Backinson. Kloss, I don't think we're looking at it as he's going to be starting. He strikes me as somebody who's going to come on with 15 minutes to go when you need a defensive reinforcement. You know, bring on the, the, the six-foot whatever guy at the back when you go five at the back or whatever like that to... We are still, I think there was no other team that conceded more goals than us in the last 90 minutes this season, is there? I mean, there's six or seven and no other team conceded more than five the whole of last season. So we've got a problem. We've got a problem defensively. We need defensive. He's kind of this year's Mariapa, isn't he? We, we, mm-hmm. This year's Mariapa last, the year before Williams. When we look at these guys, they do have a positive effect when they come in. I'd like to think to a certain degree, although Mariapa tailed off, the one thing that's a little bit of a concern, and I don't know how much truth there is in this, but Gregor's posting, bless him, that uh, that we're looking at a two-year contract for Close, and I'm not sure, and I'm not sure on that. I'd have to say because a two-year contract for the, like Ian said, for somebody who hasn't played for a year, you, you know, you give somebody well, a two-year year contract. Months, it's, so like you get, Mar-
3: it's like the Marcus Henriksen situation, isn't it? Yeah, you
1: you, give it, you you give you give it. You give him a two-year contract. He gets injured, and then you're paying out fee you again. Know,
0: but you could give him—he's between jobs at the moment—and you, you, you could give him a rolling three-month contract, couldn't you? Just a rolling three months. Then
1: why? Why is, he, why is nobody else picking him up, David?
0: Well, there you go. That's a very good question. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Um, the bottle incident, quickly from each of you. Um, Mark, uh, it's it's the second game, but I'm I'm over in the Lansdowne. The referee came across with three. Items one looked look like a half-full Coke bottle. I mean, the Cardiff player, like I think it was Huddersfield, went over and goaded. No, um, well, in fact, it was it QPR as well? Charlie Austin, was it? I think it was throwing at Huddersfield, not at Charlie Austin, although he goaded the crowd. The Cardiff goal scorer did goad the crowd. Um, have, have the players got to take some responsibility, Mark, for what's going on?
3: Yes, but it doesn't condone the behaviour of the fans, and if fans are a caught throw, you know, and they should be caught on camera because there's CCTV everywhere. That should be a lifetime ban, because yes. you know if you strike if you strike a player, I mean, you know, you know, if you've got a, a full bottle, I mean, they used to. They used to take the tops off, didn't they? Um, before you, you know, if you're yeah. buying them in the kiosks in the ground, I don't know what it, what it is now. But no, you can't condone that sort of behaviour. No. It's just no. ridiculous. All right. They needed, if that's a deterrent, ban them for life. Yeah.
0: Ian, um, you know, you cut the players, don't help. But if you're, if, how do you stamp it out? Because it's honour amongst thieves. You know, if, if, if I was not in the group, but I could see somebody in, Block fifty-two, row L, and I saw him throw it. I'm going to split on him, aren't I? You know, should should you should the people be calling them out to the club so they know if it can't be identified on CCTV? Because the last thing we want is points deduction because of misdemeanors like that. Yeah.
3: Well,
2: in answer to your question, uh, years ago it would have been glass bottles in terms of taking the tops off well that don't really work if people want to throw something they'll go in the ground with bottle tops in their pocket so Mm. if they take the top off they just put one on it and throw it um you could only serve uh drinks in cups or glasses not give anybody a bottle um you certainly wouldn't want to give them a can would you because i mean that's got some real weight in it when it's full Uh, Mm. if they catch people throwing bottles my understanding is they are banned and they've got CCTV down there. It's unbelievable. So they will find whoever threw the bottle. And they ban them. And if they turn out to be 11-12, then they got to ban the Guardian as well, haven't they? Yeah, because they've, absolutely. They've, ta- they've taken them there. So that's going to happen. And my fear would be, even if no one gets hurt, this is now the second bottle throwing incident at Bristol City in the last two or three home games. Yes, you're right. Um, and you... You you can't do that, and and I was having a uh, we were having a chat about uh, form and things like that. We are now the sixth best home team in the division on on current form. Uh, we're twenty third away from them. so yeah. it's completely turned around from the start of the season. But that's And what... we're actually six, 16th overall, yeah. which is about where we are in the league, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. And I mean, and those home performances, we're getting goals. We're on the, the right end of 2-3-2 two, two since the uh, turn of yeah. the year. And that's going to keep the fans happy, you know. And the way performances, whilst we would love it to be like it has been for three years, you know, people are going away having been entertained as we were today. Neil, um, your view on the uh, throwing briefly, and then I'll come on to the final point which I'll begin with you, Neil, and then wrap it up with uh, Mark and Ian. But Neil, the, the bottle throwing, you know, it's um, the players or the fans should know better. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's 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 a difficult one, isn't it? Because that section 82, we enjoy the tribal element of it there and the people that stand there and the whole thing with it. But there's a collective winding up, I, th- I think now. I, I can't imagine that the stewards would actually go in and, and attempt to get somebody out during the course of the game, really, because the nature of that area of the ground is such that really you cause more problems. And then afterwards, as I was walking down the dolman today, I decided to go out the South Standway rather than the dolman sort of uh, Atio Standway. And, you know, they all, um, they all sort of emptied and kept, came walking past me, and they were all wearing dark jackets. They've all got the same haircuts. They're all wearing dark jackets. Yeah, I know. I know what Ian's saying about picking them out. But for somebody, who, David, you're aware of what I do for a living. I, I am. And and really, logistically, the uh, you know, it's not going to happen. But. It's a it's a men- mentality now, isn't it? We're not the only ground in the championship that's no. got problems with this.
0: No, absolutely right. And you know, and they can identify on CCTV. You know, they've got enough uh, CCTV in there. That they can just focus on it. They know the exact minute when it happens, and I'm sure they can do frame by frame and even look at the trajectory of the bottle or something like that. Well, I, so. I, th-
1: I think I think what you what you would probably do is that you would figure out who's got the ticket. For that particular seat, that's the one thing with modern day stadia, isn't it? You, you figure, mm. you know which seat it's come from. You know the person. Yeah. You, you focus in on that and then you just write to them saying, sorry. Banned.
0: You're, banned. <laughs> you're banned. Not wanted here. Right. Okay. Well, the the could started... can, they
2: CCTV, can, if you've got a handful of coins out on that CCTV, they can tell you what coins are in your hand. That's how good it is. And it it goes all the way down Winterstoke Road as well, because I've actually been in the control room and seen it. So, you know, I don't think it's a problem identified. Take your point that uh, they're all in uniform, aren't they? You know, you've got the the Burberry and the Black Black Hat and all this, that and the other. Could have their scars pulled up around their face. But that's why you need stewards in an area. And, you know, let's not criticise that section overall, Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. probably... Possibly one or two people that have thrown those
0: objects, Spawning it for everybody probably, else. Yeah. yeah,
2: well, they're probably they're probably right at the front because because um, the next thing it'll be oh well no no one's allowed to stand we've got to go back to all seater because da 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 and all that nonsense. So if we've got a safe standing area in order to keep it open, then. We, we need well, to it's up to the people. Like that. It's
0: up to the people. and I, I know you've bracketed them all together, uh, Neil, and I don't disagree with that view. But it's up to the people, you know, alongside or adjacent, because they're all, not all uh, idiots and they are responsible. You know, they're just the 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 ultras of our club. You mm. should really turn somebody in if you see them doing something that could lead to you not being allowed to sit in that part of the ground. Yeah, they yeah, could just say am, until baby. no, it won't. Well, it won't. So I, I mean, I, just, I, just,
1: yeah, so go on. on. Go on. No, you there has to be some accountability at some stage. That's the only way it's gonna change. Moving, yeah. On.
2: Yeah, okay, so moving now, on. You're, you're talking, I'll start about, you you're near on talking about self self policing, aren't
0: you?
1: Really? Yeah. No, either you're banning them um, you know, later on or whatever, but there has to be some accountability.
0: Yeah. Well, no. we'll find we'll find well, out, we'll find, because we'll if, find this out because if this is the second incident. Incident, you know, if, you it's, know, reported, if it's reported, then we we will hear we'll if hear people if are being people uh, Dave's, suspended. Your phones, your, back, phones
2: your phones, Dave, your phones feeding back. Feeding
0: back. I know, I don't know, I why, know why, that I why that is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, right, right you'll be a, you'll be a, there we go. There we go. Final point. with point. With Neil. And then then to Mark and Ian. Ian, Um, FFP, FFP, if we get enough points in the bag, could we we take a a six-point hit this season season because of our financial? financial. It can't happen. It has to be next season 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 if it is going to happen.
1: We're we're within it for this year. The problem is next year, from my understanding of it. Next year is when our season where we made that profit through Mr Ashton's wonderful bringing forward of the Kelly transfer money kicks in, because then he he probably got a massive bonus for the first time we've made a a profit in 20 years or whatever like that. But by doing that and bringing that money forward into, was it the 18-19 season off the top of my head where we made the profit, that drops off. So then we have a problem at the end of the 22-23 season. We're going to be all right. We're going to be... Pretty much from everyone's estimates that we've seen, and I'm not an accountant, but from all the estimates I've seen, we're pretty much on it for this season. Next season, there's an issue. Hence why, obviously, you've got Richard Gould right at the forefront now arguing about the whole system change. Please, if you could do it, hurry up, please. Thank you very much. Knowing that 12 months from now, we're going to be in breach.
3: Aren't a lot of clubs going to be in the same position position, position, though, Neil? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we're the only ones who declare, declare our accounts. Account. I mean, everybody else is we're, plastic, we're aren't they?
1: they? Every, we, are always, we are always at the forefront of declaring our accounts. We have always been mm. honest and upfront. I, I don't think, you know, that we would get... A lot A lot of these clubs that are getting six points, David, they're, they're, they're somewhat dishonest in their approach. And I don't think, you know, if we overspend and we go over that 39 million, it's primarily down to COVID, isn't it? You know, yeah. and, and associated things. It's not through a dishonest way of our our amortisation. I hope I've said that right. You know, and nonsense yeah. with that, and selling, selling the ground, selling the ground, and messing around and trying to subvert the rules and all the rest of it. Yeah, we we've wasted seventy five million pounds worth of transfer income, but that's through our own negligence. Really, we haven't tried to con the EFL. We haven't tried to pull the wool over their eyes, and we. I, I can't see that there's what what would happen with is we'd probably have a soft transfer embargo or something along that line. So we'd have to work yeah. with them and demonstrate that we're reducing. But if you were going to him now, you'd you'd say, right, thirty five million our our wage bill last year, we've we've shaved eight million off it or nine million and they would say, Well, fair enough, you've taken steps to do it. It's the clubs that take the piss and say we've done 35 million. Oh, right. You need to reduce that. Yeah, 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 we will. And then they go up to 38, 39 and they, you know, yeah. And, yeah. And, and there's, there's a number of clubs in the division that have done that. And they've been dealt with accordingly.
0: Yeah. Um, We're not no, one of those clubs. No, no, we do. Play. We no. A bit a bit. Uh, Mark, um, your final, your comment. final comment. Um, Richard Gould said that we'd rather take a points take a deduction, deduction and sell our best our players, players. I think, if I heard that correctly, am I right in that assumption, assumption. earlier in earlier in the week or last week? <laughs>
3: not, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty shocked to hear that. But, um, I so, yeah, can, I, can
1: I answer that? Can I answer that? Yeah, go go for it, go sorry,
3: because
1: I do know about that was taken. That was bloody Gregor taking something a hypothetical situation completely out of context. If if this was to happen. And there was a lot of ifs and would, you know, in a worst case scenario, if, 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 would you sell your starlets, your fantastic Scots and menus on the cheap or would you take a six point hit? Well, if, 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 if we'd rather take a six point hit, it's not going to happen, David. I'm content with it. It's just that that was clickbait from Gregor taking a comment out of context a hypothetical comment
3: well that's, that's, reassuring, that's reassuring because reassuring you know USA. clubs are all going to be in the same position so it's up to the just EFL just to, to the just, the EFL. EFL. just to sort out the just regulations because everybody so would be, everybody in, be, in, be, in, be in, in the, the SHIT, 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 SHIT won't they otherwise absolutely a- so ian absolutely ian.
0: Ian, final point from you on this. I mean, the EFL, do you think we're going to get out of it to a point by some Covid moratorium being held and and Mr Ashton being on the EFL, he's going to want some relaxation with it, potentially, I mean, they won today against Dakington, coming up to uh, this division. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, in terms of the SFP allowances, Oh, God. Can you stop oh, that feedback? I don't know, know what's
1: causing it, but it's, it. un- no, it's just that I'm talking to myself. <laughs> oh, <God, dear. laughs> right. um, Keep
0: talking. Stop moaning.
3: Somebody uh, said, does he end the, the cuddle in your
2: shut oh, up, will you? you? <laughs> um, look, on, on, FF, on FFP, I don't think we'll be in the clag this season, definitely. Next season, I don't think we will be. The reason being that out of all those losses, if you're cumulative, you've got allowances to come out of them for the COVID season. You've got allowances that come out all the time. So infrastructure, academy, women's football. And then the allowances on top of that for the COVID season is loss of revenue on tickets, commercial, uh, and other allowable activities. So that's got to be... I don't know what you're Tickets, you Tickets, commercial, six seven, six, seven million. So, so I don't see it happening unless in, in, in we're we're profligate, profligate and we're not we're not going to be because Lansdowne will less. In Lansdowne, don't forget next season can stick in another. I think they're allowed to put in something like five or six million. So, so I, I don't, I don't think it's a given, and and I think in some certain circumstances you would be better off taking the deduction and get rid of a ten million pound player for two million quid. And all he was signalling when he said that is, is there won't be a fire sale. Yeah. So don't come in and, and offer us two million quid for for Masengo or Semenyo. Uh. Up On the the eve of the window closing or something like that because we're not going to do it
0: we're not going to do it i think that's the point the fire 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 sale scenario scenario. yeah
2: yeah it was a it was a it was a signal that's all it was to clubs to leave off all right guys 10 million if they offered 10 or 15 million for a player, he's going to be
0: gone. And he don't care who the player is. No, that's true. Guys, I think we've had a really good uh, session. Thanks for coming on again, Neil, Mark, Ian. I don't know what happened with the sound in the last 10 minutes. As, uh, we've got this awful feedback there. We'll be doing the Luton review on the night of the game, the game at 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock. yeah? Uh, so, so hopefully we'll, we'll have our usual listeners and everybody, and everybody will uh, be celebrating be another win. But uh, Neil, Mark, Ian, everybody who's listened, thanks for your uh, attendance everybody's this evening and have a great weekend, a great what's left of it, and a and great week. Great all the best. Of Cheers, everybody. Cheers. everybody. Yeah. God bless
3: everyone. Bye-bye. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Take care. Stay safe. Bye now. Bye.